A little story side. Can we uh, just take a moment and appreciate all of our fathers today and let them know how much we love them? Will you keep your applause going? Welcome all those joining us online. Thankful for technology. I've received messages from many of you online that have been sharing with me that until kids ministry, which uh, we are working on that, uh, but until kids ministry is available, uh, you are continuing online. Others, uh, that whether or not it's health reasons uh, or wisdom, uh, you are continuing online, so the list goes on. I've talked to the Millers at the Academy, which is multiple uh, van or bus loads that come and still have not received the release to join us, and so we send our love to all of you, and the list goes on. Uh, but I am grateful that we have technology in times like this, but also uh, that it's able to reach not only around this nation, but around the world. I believe my dad is watching uh, in Canada and others, but grateful that you're with us online today. Uh, for the foreseeable future, in the next few weeks, we are continuing uh, what we are experiencing today, and that is family services. Uh, and so uh, you will see everything from uh, whether it's a baby, a child, uh, here in the room with us for the next few weeks. And I'm just, I'm asking you to lean in uh, to those moments. I think it's a good opportunity for our children uh, to see a mom, a dad worshiping uh, and loving on Jesus. And uh, we're, we're just going to take this season and make the most of it. I will share messages each week, hopefully to include our children in the messages. And we are continuing to meet every week and make plans and preparations for what that can, what that can look like. I also would be remiss if I didn't say what an honor it is for us to celebrate all of our spiritual dads. Uh, and so many of us have that biological father. You watch a bumper video like this, but but in our lifetime, God also brings spiritual dads into our lives. And I wouldn't even be able to come up with a number of the amount of students, uh, interns over the years that have said, you know, Micah, uh, Pastor Mike, you're like a second dad to me. And I, I have felt that way about other people in my life too. I'm texting Pastor Beasley, Pastor Kevin, guys just this morning that are like a second dad to me. And so... I just want to give a shout out, uh, not only to all of the dads and all the fathers, but all of the spiritual dads that step in and play a role in our lives. And so uh, to all of our fathers, all of our dads, uh, today we are doing Duncan for Dads. Uh, and so you uh, can get all that information online, uh, the code, stop by, get a coffee, get a donut, uh, get a nice coffee, and just know Storyside loves you and we celebrate you. And speaking of fathers... Speaking of fathers, how many could handle a few dad jokes really quick? <laughs> I actually got all of my looks from, from my father, uh, mostly just the look of disappointment. Um, <laughs> that's not funny. A couple of dad jokes. Did you hear the news? FedEx and UPS are merging. They're going to go by the name Fed Up from now on. <laughs> How many could say amen to that? I'm fed up. Um, Want to hear a joke about construction? I'm still working on it. What time did the man go to the dentist? 2.30. Uh, <laughs> that's so silly. 
What happens when an artist has trouble finding inspiration? She draws a blank. Uh, not funny. Dad joke. I went to a smoke shop to discover that it has been replaced by an apparel store. Clothes, but no cigar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These are so bad. <laughs> How do you weigh a millennial? In Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on, everybody. A uh, couple of more dad jokes. I had a dream that I was a muffler last night. I woke up exhausted. What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? Irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> that. <laughs> I called my dad this morning. I actually asked my dad for his best dad joke, and he said, you. <laughs> so... <laughs> Buddy loves me deep down, so... Several uh, families, couples had the opportunity last weekend, uh, Dream Team staff, to take a tour of the children, students, college age, the expansion, what's happening over there. Our steel is coming this week for the second level. We're excited about that. Uh, if you have yet to see uh, some of the progress with that, myself, other pastors, staff will be in the lobby after church. If you would like to do a quick tour. Uh, and celebrate with us. Just make the loop and see what's happening. You are welcome to do that after service. Did you get your Play-Doh coming in? Everyone got your Play-Doh? I want to um, I want to share with you today on the subject. I want to share with you on the subject hard times. Can we say that together? Hard hard times. Can we say that again? Hard hard times. Uh, you're welcome to take uh, the Play-Doh out uh, if you want, and our children that are joining us in the room, you're welcome to get your Play-Doh. Several of the staff wanted to give it to you as you were exiting today because they thought that you might make it part of our chairs, but I believed in you. I voted for you. Don't let me down. <laughs> Just kidding. Hard times. Hard times, hard times. I don't think you have to watch the news very long to realize there's hard times. Scroll social media, hard times. Even in our church, our church family, some of the situations people are facing, hard times. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, but encourage each other every day while you still have something called today. Help each other so that none of you will be fooled by, everyone say sin, so that none of you will be fooled by sin and become too hard the writer said, be careful, be careful because sin can take a toll on your life, 
And it'll try to make you become hard. We don't have time to cover all the times in Scripture that the Bible would talk about you and I, about humanity becoming hard. Just a few of them, because there's page after page, but just a few of them in Scripture would refer, would refer to the potential to become a hard person. About your head or your mind becoming hard. The Bible would talk about hard sayings or hardened necks or hard hearts or hardened minds. Several times it would talk about hard questions. Hard questions. Sheba is going to ask Solomon hard questions. Other instances where it would use the phrase hard questions. Psalm 60 would talk about life bringing you and I hard things. Proverbs 13 says the way of transgressors is hard. The Bible would talk about hard faces. Proverbs 28, people who harden their heart fall into mischief. I want to help you today. People who harden their heart, they fall into mischief. Proverbs 18, 19, a brother offended is, here's the word again, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. My 30 years of some form of ministry, arguably, one of the top things, maybe number one, that I have witnessed when it comes to people who get distance from God is what I just read to you offense. It's no wonder that the writer is going to urge us over and over and over, don't let your life become hard. Because the price that you and I pay for that can affect you individually. It can affect your family, dads. It can affect those connected to you. You will be shocked at the power, the impact of this little leaven, little offense, little hurt, little that once it gets in you or on you. It's no wonder that Paul would tell Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.3, he said, Timothy, I need you to endure hard times. Endure hard times. And then the reference he's going to give him, he said, it's, it's like a soldier. That means you've got to fight through it. A lot of people start in life with enthusiasm. They'll start a business with enthusiasm. They'll start a relationship with enthusiasm. They'll start a project with enthusiasm. But what you and I start with enthusiasm, we often end with endurance. Jesus said, he or she that endures to the end. Paul tells Timothy, you need to endure those hard times. When that person says something, when they post something, when they do something, you need to endure hard times. And if you're looking for the reference, Timothy, to what I mean, it means you need to fight through it. Like a soldier. Jeremiah 18, I want to read five verses to you. One, two, three, four, 
And then verse 6, I want to read those five verses to you. And just give you a couple of points in the next 10 or 15 minutes. Jeremiah 18, verse 1, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I'll give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. Realize this is to Israel. I realize it's thousands of years old. I want to take the principle of the passage. I know we have Play-Doh, not necessarily pottery, but, but I want you to see the principle of this. He was making, making, making. He was making a pot from clay, but something went wrong. Something went wrong. So the potter used that clay to make another pot, and he used his hands to shape the pot the way he wanted it to be, and he said, verse 6, can I not do with you Israel, and I would like us to apply the principle to us today, can I not do with you as this potter does? When we read these verses, we're talking about hard times, the first thing that we see is that the potter is making, making. Life is full of make me moments. It starts from a young age, it's Father's Day, and from a young age, children can start saying, hey, pick that up, do that, go get that, Don't, and, and, and kids can almost develop from a young age, make me. If you were raised like I was raised, I've shared before, like I was, we never even heard of timeout when I was a kid. Timeout wasn't invented yet. How many knows what I'm talking about? Make me. And then you regret that you said, oh, I'll make you. And that same spirit can stick with us throughout our lives. And in a time and an era, culture of 2020, it may be at an all-time high. Repent, make me. Forgive, make me. Do what's right, love your neighbor, make me. When we read this passage, and we see this making. No matter, you may tell me today, Pastor Micah, you don't understand how tough it was. You don't understand what the coach said, what the, the, the last pastor said. You don't understand what's, what's going on here. You don't know how hard it is. You don't, Pastor Micah, you don't. Here's what I want to help all of us with today, that no matter how bad things are, you can always make things worse. No matter how bad things are, you can make things worse. So it's bad, and now you're going to post about it. It's bad. And now you are going to gossip about it. It's bad, and now you're going to run and tell. It's bad, and now you... Sometimes, 
it's hard and it's tough and difficult, but then you and I, if we're not careful, we make it even worse. In this making, you have what the Bible is calling molding. He's trying to make you, he's trying to mold you saying, I want, I want Judge McKinley to be. I want Scott Hamilton to be. I, I want Danny Dumas to be. I want Ben Potter to be. I want Kevin to be. He's trying to make and mold. I want Craig to be. I want Travis to be. He's trying to make and to mold. And the natural tug of war in all of us can be to defend or to be anti or against this make me. And we can go back and forth with the Holy Spirit. By definition, when we're moldable, we're shaped or formed, we're transformable, flexible, adaptable, submissive, manageable, pliable, yielding, and sometimes even as men, I know it's Father's Day, we don't always want some of those things to happen in our lives. But the reality is that everything is trying to shape you. The educational system could try to shape you. Social media could try to shape you. Political opinions could try to shape you. Culture could try to shape you. You get around certain friends and it's not enough for them just to do what they want to do. They're not happy until you do what they want you to do. And when you turn here and there, the reality is there's a lot of people and places that are trying to shape you. You say, Pastor Micah, is it bad that this person shapes me? Is it bad that this place shapes me? Well, it would depend on the person and place, but, but here's what I often see, that there are so many people and places that are doing the shaping long before the presence of God. Are we spending enough time with the potter? Your best potter is not Facebook. Your best potter is not Instagram and Twitter. Your best potter is not the leading breaking news. Your best potter is when you and I get in the presence of God. Because all of these things, this mentality, will try to shape you, it'll try to shape your children. The writer says here as he's observing this molding and making, as he's watching, he said something went wrong. You see, it's one thing to say, I want, I want to be shaped, I want to be molded, I want to be the best parent, I want to be the best person, the best Christian, I want to be the best son or daughter, I want to be the best Christ follower, the best co-worker, the be I, I want that, Micah, that's what I want. So he's molding and making. Then he said something went wrong. See, as a pastor, I'm not always most concerned when things are going right in your life. 
what could really make me as a pastor become very concerned is when I know that things are going wrong. Because people can begin to have some very, they can begin to have some very erratic and very irrational kinds of emotions and feelings when things go wrong. My, my phone is usually going to ring when the doctor's report, not, not when it was good. I don't always get the call like, hey, Pastor Mike, I went to work again today and they let me in. And... <laughs> but I couldn't tell you how many times that people have said, Pastor Mike, I just found out getting laid off. The message that I'm going to get is typically when things go wrong. The writer says, I noticed that something went wrong. Have you, whether you're in the room or online, have you ever had something go wrong? I have. Maybe some of you could raise both hands today and say, Pastor Mike, I've got all kinds of things that seem like they're going wrong. What happens, what happens when life goes wrong? As we wrap up our message today, there's probably a lot of things that I could share with you if we had time as to why I believe that this white piece of Play-Doh could become hard. I started by reading a verse of Scripture to you that sin, sin can make this Play-Doh hard. If Micah David Pelkey, if my life becomes hard, if my heart becomes hard, chances are Satan and sin was somewhere in there saying, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him. Chances are that that's the foundation, the root of a lot of it. As we wrap up our message today, I just want to give you a couple of things that I believe can make the Play-Doh, your life, hard. I would start by saying to some of you, I, I just turned 47 last Sunday, and this, this is, I know this is basic, but even the children, you know, I have four kids, and those of you that are children in the room and have your Play-Doh, this is just some of the basics about Play-Doh, that if, if you leave Play-Doh exposed or uncovered, you can like, I'm going to put it back in, I, you know, before I go to bed, mom, dad, I'm going to put it back in and then you fall asleep or you get, your mind is elsewhere. If you leave Play-Doh exposed or uncovered, you wake up the next morning and the Play-Doh's hard. And I don't know in my 30 years if I've ever seen a time when people are saying, that being together in God moments and in His presence doesn't matter. Or people saying, I don't need a pastor, I don't need a preacher, I can do my own thing. 
I would just submit to you on Father's Day Sunday that I think we are more susceptible to sin and Satan hardening our hearts if we decide I don't need covered, I don't, I don't need to go back underneath the presence of God, the wing of God, the plan of God. It's okay for that to happen. I think we are very, we are very susceptible when you and I decide that we don't need no type of covering in our life. When you look at becoming hard, how, how does this Play-Doh become hard? I, I think one of the first things that could work against me, and chances are I would believe it would work against you, is I think age or time or exposure, as I said, I, I think all of those things could work against this. I can't, I can't tell your story. I can't tell necessarily Chelsea's story. I can't tell Jenny's story. I, the story I'm going to know best, Rob, is Micah's story. But, but I just look at my time, my life. And age, age has a way of causing this Play-Doh to become hard. Because when you're younger, when you're younger, you, you know, people joke about friends can fight when they're eight years old, ten years old, and the very next day they're up ready to go back to their friend's house. And you're like, what's going on here? When, when you're younger, you don't have a lot of things built into the DNA, like, like this person, don't like that person, do, do that. Like that, when you're younger, but, but when you're older. When, when you're younger, maybe you haven't seen as much or heard as much. But after you go through this death, and after you go through this disappointment, and after you go through this conversation and after you go through this breakup I think just by nature age and time can begin to work against us the word hard I just want to leave you with a couple of words for each letter that I believe could work against us when we try to say no I want to stay moldable. I, I want God to keep making me. The letter H, what causes people to become hard? I think hurt does. Hurt. Who has hurt you the most? Think about it. There could be billions of people on the planet, but two or three names will come to your mind first. Why? Because it hurt. And sometimes you don't, you don't think that person would have ever hurt you. Why would my parent, why would my aunt or uncle, why, why would that person, why? I never dreamed. I thought they had my back. I th I... Whether you realize it or not, when you get hurt, I want to help you today, story side. When you get hurt, there's a little part of the Play-Doh right here. There's just a little part of the Play-Doh that's like, okay, here goes this wall, and here I'm going to protect myself there, and I'm not sure I'm going to trust them. And 
No wonder the writer told us a brother offended or hurt, deep hurt. A brother offended is, is harder. Hurt. There are some people that could talk about hurt that's years ago. But when you talk to them, it's like it was yesterday. How do you become hard? The letter A, I, I think age. Age. I won't spend a lot of time on this, but people will use even cliches for this. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, Micah. What does that mean? What's that mean? You become too hard? Not going to change? We're not singing like that. We're not doing that. We're not trying that. Is that what it means? Don't tell me how to parent. Don't tell me like, want to help you, we can get hard. The letter R, relationships. I don't know if there's anything that cuts quite to the core. Like when someone that you loved or cared about hurts you. Relationships. Chances are, if we went to enjoy your free coffee or donut, Dad, at Dunkin' Donuts today, if, if we talked for a few minutes, chances are that if you ever let the guard down and you started telling me your story about why certain things in your life have become hard-headed or hard-hearted or hard... Like if, if you started telling me the truth, the real truth, that at some point it's going to intersect with a relationship that really, really let you down. The letter D. Disappointment. But I think Plato, I think our hearts, it's not, it's not the writer saying, I noticed something went right. He said, I saw something go wrong. When you have an expectation, when you envision something, and then it falls below that expectation, what do you do when disappointment happens? I've said this often over the years, that you start saying, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. You'll even say it to yourself, I don't care anymore, I don't care like I used to care, I'm not going to care again, I don't care, I don't care. And then when you don't care, you become careless. Careless people are dangerous people. Because you don't just care about yourself but those connected with you because careless people don't care about the other people connected. And all of this can stem from disappointment. As we get ready to pray, Ephesians 4 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice and be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, 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 tender, 
tender-hearted. I want to be tender-hearted. I want you to be tender-hearted, story side. I want you to be tender-hearted, dad. I want you to be tender-hearted. You can't teach me new tricks at my age. I want you to be tender-hearted. But I know it's not easy. I know it's difficult. I know this verse isn't as easy as like, yeah, sure, where do I sign up? It's not always easy to be tender-hearted. Has your heart become hard? Has my heart become hard? Does someone on Father's Day, because we're talking about natural dads, but, but I want to press pause and talk about your heavenly Father. If your heavenly Father was to send you a note or a card or a message today, would He put P.S.? From heaven to humanity, don't let your heart become hard. I love my kids. I love my kids. And the Bible says, if I know how to try to do good to them, how much more? My heavenly Father, would He send you a note today and say, don't let that get to you. Get off of social media for a couple of days. Stop reading that. Stop going there. Stop rehashing. Stop revisiting. Stop thinking. What would your heavenly Father tell you today? You see, I just took this out of the can. This, this is something I've been molding and shaping. This one is set out for two days. Two days. Not two weeks. Not two months. Not two years. Two days. And the difference between this and this, not even close. What would your heavenly Father tell you today? Would He say, Micah, why are you, why are you allowing that? Don't you remember at five in Montague, Prince Edward Island? Don't you remember in Woodstock at 16 when I called you to the ministry? Don't you remember at 19 in your prayer meetings? Micah, why would you ever let this happen? Would He say it to you? Or you? What about you, sir? What about you? Which one is it? If we were honest, is life getting to you? Are you so sick of it? Are you tired of it? You're like, if I've got to watch one more thing, if I've got to see one more comment, see hard times. Come on, Timothy. Paul told Timothy, you've got to endure it. You've got to fight your way through it. Come on, Timothy. When you buy Play-Doh, it says here, Super soft. That's what it says right here. Super soft modeling compound. Super soft. Because that's how it starts. But that's not always how it stays. 
super soft, hard. It also says on the Play-Doh, if soft dough becomes hard, you know, like the lost job we talked about, or the death, or the division, or what someone said or done. You know what I'm talking about, those names that came to mind. If soft dough becomes hard, simply add water. The advice that they give for this to become that is to add water. To take water, add it to this, and we can have hope again. You know, in Scripture, water is representative of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Jesus would tell a woman at a well, I can give you water, you'll never thirst again. He could say at the feast, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, water. There is no substitute. There is no substitute when my life and your life is getting hard. There is no substitute like time in God's presence where he says, Micah, let me add some water. Where he tells story side, let me add some water to your life. I know it's not easy and I know it's tough, but if you would ever let the Holy Spirit begin to touch your heart and your mind, I can take what's hard and what's broken and what seems like something went wrong and I can help you again and again. Come on, story side, and again. as you close your eyes today and give me the opportunity to pray for you. What's become hard in your life? What's become hard in your life? You say, I'm, I'm having such a hard time. You know, I, I've asked God many days not, not to let me overlook how difficult this has been for our children. Whether or not it's homeschooling or what's going on with sports or being away from their friends and I think in their own little minds and hearts our children have had a tough time. That parent, that business owner, single parent, that senior, that shut-in, and today we're talking about dads. All the things you've been juggling. If you were honest today and if heaven wrote to you, if God said, P.S., do you think He would encourage you to add some water today? Do you think He would tell you on Heavenly Father's Day, will, will you let me touch your hard heart? Would you let me touch your hard mind at a couple of minutes after 10 on, on a Sunday morning? Will, will you let me take my love and my grace and my truth? Can, can I just pour some water? Because I don't like the man you're becoming. I don't like the woman you're becoming. I don't like that young leader you're becoming. I, I don't like that young man, that young woman. I, will, you, will you let me help as your heavenly father? Can I, can I pour some water in today?
Nobody knows your life. Nobody knows your story like you. But in this moment, if you would say, Pastor Mike, I need the water of God. I need the Holy Spirit to touch my life today. Would you just slip up a hand and let me pray for you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands are still going up. Thank you. Thank you. Some of you may say like I started, sin will make it hard. Maybe you need to repent of some sin in your life today. Maybe someone else has just been a buildup of everything that's going on in life and you're so tired. You're tired. Will you let him add some water today? Hands are still going up. Let him add some water today. As Pastor Kristen sings this song, it actually talks about pottery and the potter. And the line in the song says, you don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. You don't, you don't have to stay that hard, that hardened. You, you don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. The potter, the potter wants to put you back together again. Potter wants to add some water. Some of you right now, if you would just want to put your hand on your heart or your hand on your mind as I pray, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, don't let our heart become hard. Don't let our mind become hard. Don't let our spirit become hard. There's no offense that's worth it, no bitterness that's worth it, no evil speaking that's worth it. Help us to stay tender hearted, tender hearted. And I pray for the youngest all the way to the oldest God that the Holy Spirit of God would pour water into our hearts, into our lives today. And I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we stand all over the room and just make this song our prayer? Come on, Storyside. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. Come on, story side. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. God, I pray that the potter, I pray that the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would mend somebody today. I pray that you would heal somebody today. That you would comfort somebody today. That you would hold somebody today. That you would save somebody today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray over every dad today. I pray over every father, every spiritual father today. Help them to stay tender-hearted. Help them to stay tender-hearted. Give them supernatural strength today. Give them spiritual strength today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Can we pray one more time? Just all over the room. If you're close to your dad, if you're close to a spiritual father, why don't you just pray for them? Maybe you have some dads around. You may want to stretch your hand out toward them. Let's pray a blessing on them before we transition the service and close today. God, I thank you so much in the room and online for every man of God. I know when I read statistics and they say about men don't want to go to church and men don't want the things of God, I'm so grateful that story side has defied those odds and defied those statistics. And we have man after man after man after man that loves you, that wants you to continue to make them. They want to stay moldable. And we pray blessings on every single man today from the youngest to the oldest. God, I pray that you would continue to give them that strength, that you would continue to bless them. And I thank you that these men, even in 2020, will continue to lead spiritually, continue to lead families, continue to lead homes. And we pray blessings on them today in Jesus' name. Amen. One more, story, one more time, Story Side. Would you let all the men know how much you love and appreciate them today?